Welcome to The Brian Buffini Show, where we explore the mindsets, motivation, and methodologies of success. Here's your host, Brian Buffini. Top of the morning to you. Welcome to the Brian Buffini Show. Just thrilled for you guys tuning in today. I got my brother from a different mother coming on here. I got Mr. Walter Bond. For those of you who had not listened to maybe episode 114 with Walter, Walter's a former NBA basketball player. Now, just one of the great motivational speakers on the marketplace today. Phenomenal guy. Great friend of Buffini Company has presented at our events many times. And uh, he's got a new book, and it's fantastic. And we brainstormed at the very inception of this book, and I really challenged him to write this book because I feel like it's needed. I feel like it's necessary. So today we're going to be talking about the principles from the book Swim, which has a great subtitle, How a Shark, a Sucker Fish, and a Parasite Can Teach You About Leadership, Mentoring, and Next Level Success. Welcome to the show, my friend. Well, you know, Brian, thank you. I love listening to you, and I want you to know that your name is in this book. Mm-hmm. I want you to know that that's the kind of impact you had on me writing this book and, and becoming a best-selling author uh, because of the book. And the first time I talked about the shark, the sucker fish, and the parasite was on your stage. Mm-hmm. How about that? Well, I know this, and I know I jumped all over you right after you got staged, and I said, you've got to put this in writing. we got to get you a book deal. And uh, we put a few things in motion, and you you followed through, and and I love it. And it's a it's a neat book. It's a neat book in the style of books that work today. It's short, sweet, powerful, and impactful. So just kind of dive in. It, it's written in fable form, which is I think the style that really is the most digestible in our world today. Talk about the fable behind swim. Well, you know, let's talk about how the idea came up. Sure. You know, I travel a lot speaking. And um, I go fishing. I live in South Florida. And, you know, that's what you do here. You golf and you fish. <laughs> and so I'm a Chicago kid. I don't yeah. know much about boats, so I always get a captain. <laughs> and the captain that I use always wants to give a history lesson every time we catch a fish. I'm simple. Can I eat it or not? You don't need a history <laughs> lesson. So <laughs> this one day we catch the ugliest-looking, weakest-looking fish and when he brought it on board, I thought to myself, how does this fish make it in the ocean? Right? It looks like it would struggle in a lake or a creek. <laughs> and and, and it looked goofy, too. And I said, man, what kind of fish is that? And he goes, well, it's a sucker fish. And I was like, a sucker fish? Can we eat it? He was like, no. But watch this. Brian, he takes the fish and sticks it on the ceiling inside the boat. And the fish was there for about three or four minutes. Didn't move. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about a powerful suction. And all of a sudden, I was like, man, what the heck is that? What, what, explain, explain that to me. And he goes, mm. it's a sucker fish. And I was like, how does a sucker fish make it? And it's like he said it, Brian, in slow motion, mm. right? A sucker fish is flailing in the ocean waiting for a shark to come by. Mm-hmm. Now, as a speaker and thought leader, we're always looking for metaphors. Mm-hmm. Brian, I'm telling you, it was like God spoke to me. <laughs> oh! <laughs> And I dropped my pole, and I forgot all about fishing. Mm. And I had kind of blown this guy off from all of his history lessons. And I was like, dude, you got to tell me more. 
Mm-hmm. And he told me all about sharks and sucker fish and parasites. When I got home, my wife has obviously got the grease ready, ready for me to come with some good <laughs> snapper. And she goes, I was fishing today. I said, well, it was great. Where's the fish? I didn't catch a fish. And she goes, and she looked confused, right? And I said, well, I think I caught a best-selling book. Mm-hmm. And I told her about the idea. She loved it. I uh, got a chance to share it on your stage. Mm-hmm. You know, you loved it, along with Mark Victor Hansen, who was backstage. Right. And literally, you connected me with John Gordon. John Gordon got me connected to Wiley. Yep. And the rest is history. Working and by I was referral. The one author. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that, you know, it was relationships, you yeah. know. And I think that um, I think one of the reasons why you and other people like you are blessed because you're so giving and you're really interested in other success. And I think as a result, God shines on you and blesses you. So through all of this, I've learned the power of networking is not always about getting hooked up. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the one who does the hooking up, right, the one yeah. that does the – that gives the resource is the winner because we're more blessed to give than to receive. And, yeah. you know, meeting you was a blessing just to speak on your stage, and I had no idea that you would be this instrumental into a best-selling book for me. Well, it's neat stuff, and like I said, you know, in in keeping with the principle you're talking about, for me, you know, you talk about this dynamic of sharks and sucker fish, and we're going to talk about mentors and mentees and this and that and the other. Everybody's got a book today. There's more books published today than ever before. Everybody's writing a book, and less of them are going to become successful than ever before, okay? There's over, a, I believe it's a million and a half books a year, and less than 100 become bestsellers. So you're in some rare air there, sir, and and you're doing great. And I believe this is going to grow virally. And I've talked to you about, you know, when I introduced you to John Gordon, when he wrote The Energy Bus, it went nowhere for years. And then finally, somebody in South Korea starts selling this thing and and they sell a bunch of it and they bring it back and they relaunch it. Next thing you know, it's a massive deal, you know, so. I'm excited. Let, let's kind of dive in a little bit. Let's talk to our audience. I always like to talk to people like they know nothing or never heard anything about it. Describe who the shark is in the fable and what it, what a shark is to you as you discuss it. Well, you know, the star of the fable is a guy named Drew, mm-hmm. and Drew runs the HVAC company. And basically what Drew did, uh, when he recruited employees to work for him, Many of them came from broken homes or some type of background that was less than perfect. Mm -hmm. And basically, he taught them how to be sharks. Mm -hmm. And the way he did it was basically by every day, he allowed them to connect with him. And he was the ultimate shark, and they were just a sucker fish. But the beauty of it, if you hang around a shark long enough, you can become a shark yourself. And so Drew was the ultimate leader. And what we've done with the book, Brian, which I think has really made it magical, is that we are reinstalling, and I'm going to say install because it's been taken out. We are literally on a mission to reinstall the word mentor into leadership, Mm -hmm. right? If you think about it, we talk about leadership training and leadership development. We also talk about coaching. But, you know, if you look at, business and corporate America as a whole, a lot of times in this capitalist world that we that we live in, very few leaders are really trying to lead or develop their people. And that's why I really like you and your coaching program. I mean, you are coaching realtors on how to become better realtors. You're mm-hmm. teaching them. And that is what's so powerful. And very few leaders are willing to teach or to build or to develop. You know, in sports, where I came from, Great coaches develop their players. Mm-hmm. 
right? It's not just about you recruiting or drafting a top player. You have to develop them. You know, you know, a guy like Tom Brady, people forget that he was a six-round pick. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to retire one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but the truth is he was a six-round pick. And so Bill Belichick developed right. and helped transform Tom Brady. And so in the book swim, it's really about encouraging leaders, inspiring leaders, that we got to get back to coaching and mentoring and developing the people instead of just leading them. Right. If they don't work out, get rid of them and find more. This mentoring aspect of leadership, that's the shark. The, the sucker fish is the person who voluntarily goes, I, I need what this shark has. You know, the sucker fish attaches itself underneath the shark and, and is able to eat eat with the leftovers and the parasites, and right, and the things that attract to the shark. And so, you know, it's interesting with the recent tragedy of Kobe Bryant passing away, I just saw Novak Djokovic. And Novak Djokovic, arguably right now the best tennis player in the world. It's either him or Nadal. And here's a guy that's won 16 majors. He's worth about $400 million. He's the, one of the top, top, top of everything. Devastated. And he's openly saying... Kobe Bryant was my mentor. I think it takes a lot to first say, okay, I need, I need a shark, but I think it takes a lot to have the humility to be a sucker fish. You know what I mean? Brian, you nailed it, you know, because really if you think about it, you know, it's a reciprocating relationship. You know, as Kobe gave uh, Djokovic advice, he was reminding himself. Mm-hmm. You know, even when I was in the NBA, you know, I would mentor high school kids mm-hmm. and people would say, why do you do that? I said, because when I tell them to follow through, I'm reminding myself to follow through. When I'm mm-hmm. telling them to get in great shape, I'm reminding myself to get in great shape, right? And so I think mentorship is mutually beneficial. Right. But sometimes the mentor doesn't think so. What can that young guy teach me? In the book, we clearly show that the mentees were really a big blessing to the mentor and vice, and vice versa. And yeah. So it's a reciprocating relationship. Sure. And you ask any pro athlete, you know, a, a Grizzly veteran who's 34, 35, 36, they love those rookies because mm-hmm. those rookies keep them on their toes. Yeah. Those rookies remind them to eat right, to go to bed early, yeah. and, 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 the, and the rookie learns from the veteran as well. And so right. anything in life, you know, we all have to have mentors. And I think it's really beneficial once we become successful to make sure that we reach down and find some good sucker fish yeah. that we can mentor. Well, that's the thing. And it all in the ecosystem, it all works. The shark needs the sucker fish to keep them clean and, you know, keep them moving through the water. And, you know, I would say this. You know, my dad used to tell me if you give it out in slices, it comes back in loaves. You know, I've, I've mentored many people. And I can honestly say I don't think I've ever given as much as I've received Sometimes you're, you're around a young person, you're giving them good information, you're helping them, and they're taking action on it, and they're so enthusiastic and fired up, and you go, man, I need to get a little more enthusiastic and fired up. You know, in the real estate business, when I'd mentor a newer agent, and they were so excited when they got a lead, and I'm here, oh, yeah, I got 30 this month, but I'd see this person so enthusiastic over the one they got that might not have even been that great quality. I'd go, man, I need to up my game here. I need to be thankful. I need to be appreciative. I, I got a great business going. I need to double down and, and really figure out what I got. So to me, it's all symbiotic, this stuff. And just like it works in nature, it works like this in life. Maybe you could d- dive into this a little bit. Your first rule of the sacred six is the sharks never stop moving forward. What, what does that mean to you? You know, it's really about work ethic, right? If you really think about it, you know, sharks never stop moving. You know, when you make a mistake, 
you're, you're still learning. You know, I just did a workshop at a casino, and we were talking about, you know, who is your favorite teacher and why. And, you know, people start talking about their favorite teacher, and they got emotional. Mm. I mean, if you ask everyone in your coaching program who mm. is their favorite teacher and why, right. it's going to get emotional. Right. And we start talking about parents and people who had influence. And one guy stood up and said, you know, some people talked about their parents. My parents taught me everything not to do. And I told him, well, at least you were learning, right? Right, <laughs> so right. In life, you know, literally, you can fail forward, right? As long mm. as you don't stop. You can overwhelm a mistake as long as you don't stop. You know, you got people out here who filed bankruptcy and they stopped moving. Mm. They got divorced and they stopped moving. No, keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Your biggest trials and tribulations can come back to be your biggest blessings mm-hmm. if you move forward and learn from your mistakes, learn from your setbacks. Even if you get sucker punched by life, mm-hmm. you can still learn as long as you don't stop moving. And that's the metaphor that sharks can only breathe through moving forward. Mm-hmm. When they get stagnant, they actually suffocate mm-hmm. because the way they breathe, the, the water goes over their gills and they get oxygen from the water. So the very life depends on them to be in constant motion. You and I both know a hardworking person, right, can be very successful, but very rarely is a lazy, stagnant couch potato <laughs> successful. Right. So having good work ethic and good movement in your industry is the key to success. Right. And I think it's words to live by. And by the way, sharks all have scars. It's one of the way you recognize them. You know? That's right. <laughs> right? That's right. They've been right. in a few scrapes. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so sharks never look down, always look up. Talk to me about that. Beautiful. It's another great metaphor that I learned from this captain on the boat that I used to blow off, hmm. you know, because I just I didn't want the history lesson. Yeah. How many other books did I blow because <laughs> I didn't listen to the captain? But, you know, think about the metaphor. Sharks only look up. They don't look down. That's about being positive, right? Mm. It's about not dealing with anything beneath you. And I was in a, a conference, and, and, and someone in the audience was a diver. And as soon as I got done, she came up to me, and she was like, oh, my God, I swim with sharks all the time, and people think I'm crazy. You're right. All I do is stay beneath the shark. As long as I swim beneath the shark, he doesn't even notice me. He doesn't even care about what's beneath him. He only deals with what's above him or in front of him. And that's what life should be about. Right. You know, with people who deal with petty things, small things, we can't major in the minors. Right. We need to major in the majors. We gotta stay positive and we gotta make sure we don't deal with petty stuff. Why? If you wanna be at the top of your food chain, it's gonna require mm. you to be positive and it's gonna require you to focus on the most important things that are gonna make you successful. That's awesome. We live in a world today that markets itself on the petty. And and you said something, don't deal in stuff that's beneath you. Is there stuff on social media that's beneath you? Is there stuff on your phone that's beneath you? Is there stuff on your Netflix and TV that's beneath you? Don't deal in stuff that's beneath you. Focus on the stuff that's above you. That's brilliant stuff, and I think that's words to live by for the world we live in today. And if you want to be at the top of the food chain, and by the way, when you're at the top of the food chain, you get to eat good, right, Walt? Eat very good. (laughs) Eat very good. Here's the funny thing about sharks. You know, when they bite into a human being, they spit us out because they think we're nasty. That's why we hear about shark bites. Right. And you rarely hear about someone who was killed or eaten by a shark. Mm -hmm. They are curious. And Mm -hmm. they see this person flailing in the water. Right. And they're like, hey, what is that? 
And think about, you know, people who are professionals should always be reading books. Right. Why? Because they're curious. Right. And you're always learning. The shark is at the top of the ecosystem because they are always learning and eager to learn more. So they're... They never stop moving forward. They don't look down. They're always looking up. Sharks are always curious and always learning. And obviously, that goes along with the positivity and looking up. Your fourth principle here, the sacred six, sharks always respect their environment and recognize other sharks. This is a big one. Talk about this. Beautiful. You know, I played in the NBA, right? And there's a certain respect that you give to another NBA player because you understand the commitment, you understand the work ethic, you understand the journey, you understand everything that it took to become an NBA ball player. And so most NBA ball players, if not all NBA ball players, I've heard there's like only 3,000 men who've ever played in the NBA. Mm. It's a very exclusive group. Mm. Same thing, you go to a zoo, all these sharks are swimming around each other. They don't attack each other. Why? Because they understand abundance. They understand that there's enough fish out here for us all to eat good. And sometimes sharks hunt in tandem. You know, Michael Jordan talked about Kobe. Shaq talked about Kobe. Yeah. These guys are sharks. And let me look at it this way. Iron sharpens iron, mm. right? You know, I try and teach people the fact that I played in the NBA. When I meet someone who's very successful, I expect them to be a little different. Right. I expect them to be a little obsessive, a little narcissistic, a little cocky, a little arrogant. <laughs> yep. That's where the top. That's where they're the best. Right. So when I talk about sharks, recognize and respect other sharks. It's because you respect someone's work ethic. Right. You respect someone's success because it took them so long and so hard to get there. Well, and I've watched you live this out. I mean, when you came to speak at our Mastermind Summit, you go, hey, Brian, I'm meeting with Daniel Amen for dinner tonight, best-selling author, biggest seller on PBS. Come and have dinner with us just so we can go and hang. There was no agenda. There's nothing. Let's just connect and interact. We end up doing a podcast with Daniel, and it's that dynamic where you're constantly looking up, you're looking out, you're curious, you're learning, and you're looking for other sharks, and that's a key component. Other sharks recognize other sharks and pick up things from one another. You know, if you do some research, I mean, there's maybe a thousand different species of shark. And mm -hmm. let me tell you about one shark. I think it's called a bull shark. Mm -hmm. They can survive in fresh water and salt water. You've got to respect that, right? <laughs> some sharks do well in captivity, mm -hmm. but the big great whites, they like to be in the deep ocean and free. Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to recognize what kind of shark are you, mm -hmm. right? Once you understand what kind of shark you are, be the best shark you can be based on how you're designed. Mm -hmm. You know, you are a speaker just like me, but my goodness, you built an incredible coaching business. So not only do you use the gift to communicate, you built a different model than me. How could I not respect that? Right When I came to see Buffini and Incorporated, I was like, man, you are helping so many people. That is really, really cool. And I have to respect that and honor the way you built your business, which is different. So the way I see it, you're like this big, great white shark, and I'm this little bitty goldfish of a shark with one tooth, and I'm a nibble you to death. <laughs> yeah. I'm a nibble your arm off. Yeah. Right? But you know, I mean, I played in the NBA, yeah. and, and I wasn't Carmelo or John Stockton, yeah. but it doesn't matter. You know, all NBA players respect each other right. because no matter Michael Jordan was the great white and LeBron's a yeah. huge great white, you know, maybe I was a small little 
shark that's sitting in the palm of your hands, but nonetheless, you get that respect yeah, right. that you made it and sure. you are a shark. Of course. And because of that and the aspiration of that is the connection is there. I, I was just saying, I recently uh, went and played golf with my brother Dermot and a couple of his buddies. And one of the, one of the guys is one of the top CEOs in the country. Okay, he's in the top 10 highest paid CEOs in America. Okay. Wow. And we just went and played golf and we had a great time. And then I just focused on being there and connecting. I didn't have a list of questions or an interview or whatever. I was just hanging. And, and then, then I saw it. I was telling them I was down in South Florida. I went to this place, uh, the Pritikin Center, for a, you know, a week of working out and learning how to eat right. And the guy turned on me. And he went, give me the three things you got. And I went, oh, there it is. There it is. We're out here for three or four hours playing golf, having a good time. I'm doing an activity that he's super interested in. He respects me as a successful person, and he wants to know, give me the three things. And I, I turned to Dermot, and I said, afterwards, I go, that's why that guy's been successful. Wow. He wanted the synopsis. He wanted the information, and he wanted it bottom line, bullet pointed out, give me the top three to see if that was worth his while. Is that a meal that particular shark wants to nibble on? And, right. And later right. on, we were in the clubhouse, and we were having a drink, and he said to me, hey, can you send me the information on that place? Wow. Which was wow. an hour after the chat. So, you know, right. success leaves clues. Sharks, are, they, like, they're moving. They're looking up. They're curious. They respect their environment, and they recognize other sharks. And in that case, that guy's a bigger shark than me. And what I learned from him that day, I learned the acuity and the intentionality is that when somebody's sharing something of value, he just locked in instantly. And he went from casual, casual to boom. And I found right. myself giving him exactly what he wanted, the three bullet right. points and the referrals. He came away from a real nice game of golf that day, but he had one thing he didn't have before he started. And I, uh, I saw what I guy successful. Number five, sharks are always flexible. Talk to me about this. I don't see a shark in yoga pants here. Yeah, yeah. You know, the last <laughs> – you're funny. The last two are, are, are maybe – we call them the sacred six in the book, mm -hmm. and that's what – we created to create a training program to go with it. Right. Uh, if you think about it, these big old powerful creatures are made of cartilage. Mm -hmm. They don't have bones. Bones are hard and brittle. The fact that a shark is made of cartilage, they know when to change. They know when to pivot. They know when to shift. If something's not working, pivot. If something's not working, change. Mm -hmm. If something's not working, shift. Mm -hmm. And the metaphor of the cartilage is that these big, powerful creatures are muscular, but they're light, mm. which means they can, they can shift on a dime. Mm -hmm. And that's another reason they're at the top of the food chain. Change is one of the hardest things for humans to do mm -hmm. because we are creatures of habit. Mm -hmm. And Aristotle says we become what we repeatedly do. Mm -hmm. If we become what we repeatedly do, obviously, if you have a habit, of eating a donut for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, mm -hmm. you're going to reap the benefit. I'm going to be a donut. <laughs> right. right. It's a matter of time. It's a matter of time. So, you know, if you repeatedly drink wheat germ and, and, and eat, you know, a salad, yeah. you're going to reap the benefit of that. So mm -hmm. anyone who is thinking about being successful, just create great habits and rituals mm -hmm. and become what you repeatedly do. If you have any habit that is destructive or any habit that's not giving you the, the result that you want, right. you got to pivot. you got to change. They say sharks can even remember 
exactly where they've been hunting in the past to go back and to be successful, but they will not remember areas of hunting where they didn't have success, which means they know when to pivot, they know when to change, they know when to shift. I think that's a big one. Mm. Um, because I'll give you an example. I used to broadcast for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Mm. You know, I knew I had the gift of gab, the gift to speak, but I hated broadcasting. I just mm. hated it. Interesting. Instead of staying here being miserable, I heard about a $6 billion industry called the motivational speaking <laughs> industry. So I pivoted. Mm. I shifted. I packed up my gift and took it off the radio for the NBA, yeah. and I repositioned my gifts in a $6 billion industry. Mm-hmm. How many people you know, Brian, are stuck, but they refuse to pivot. Right. They re- refuse to change. They refuse to shift. Mm. Sharks are made of cartilage because they know when to pivot, change, and shift. That's a big one. Well, and I would say this. It's been a blessing to see you pivot and do what you do on stage. You're one of the best I've ever seen. You bless people 80, 90 times a year all over North America and beyond. And like I say, I can see that. I could see how you'd struggle being the color commentator, but, you know, put me on the stage. It was the same gift. It needed to be put into a different environment. That's, that's great insight. Last but not least here, sharks always elevate their suckerfish to new levels. We haven't talked much about the suckerfish yet, but let's talk about that and, and taking someone to the next level and helping someone out. Well, you know, in the book Swim, it's a beautiful parable that the star of the book, Drew, basically makes it clear to us in this dog-eat-dog capitalistic world, you're not truly successful. You're not truly the great white until you take others with you. Mm-hmm. And how many people do we know that kind of get there, mm-hmm. right? And that's oh, all yeah. they care about. Yep. And there's another character in the book named Paul who exemplifies that. Mm. Brand, you know, I have grown men calling me, multimillionaires, call me and say, I've never read a business book and cry. Because the conviction of knowing that all these years, all I have done is taken care of me. Mm-hmm. And by reading this book, I remember it's okay for me to be successful, but I really need to take and make sure everyone else around me is successful. Mm-hmm. You know, and in sports, you know, great coaches have what we call a coaching tree. Right. You know, imagine a head coach. How many other coaches has Bill Belichick developed? There's a guy named Denny Green, a coach for the Minnesota Vikings. Denny Green is almost solely responsible for every black NFL coach. Right. Almost every African-American NFL coach came off the Denny Green tree. Mm -hmm. So great leaders to me, if you want to be a great leader, the question is, how many other leaders have you developed? Mm -hmm. And that's the whole metaphor behind the shark and the sucker fish, that great white. If you look at uh, Shark Week. They could have anywhere from 15, 20, to 30 sucker fish Mm -hmm. connected to them at any given time. And they take these sucker fish with them. And in the book Swim, we again are inspiring business leaders. It's not just about you and your success. Mm -hmm. It's not just about you and your promotion. How many other people can you take with you? And so that's the shark and the sucker fish. Mm -hmm. You be successful, but the ultimate measure of success is how many others around you have you made successful? Yeah, that's magic stuff. I, I have a, a question that's going to be the, the $64 question here in a second, which is all sucker fishes, once they decide to be a sucker fish, are going to go, Walter, how do I find 
the mentor? How do I find the person? We're going to get to that in a second because that becomes the, the big issue or, oh, my gosh, I read this book and this guy found this mentor and he walked him through it. The, you know, the greatest salesman in the world. Where do I meet my guy and whatever else? The thing I want to point out beforehand, as you and your bride had a chance to come and tour Buffini Company, you know, we're serious about the coaching business. You visited the campus and all the buildings. The biggest thing I can tell you from my perspective on this book is that I think the key ingredient to success in regards to personal growth and development is you have to have humility. You have to be willing to say, I need help. Novak Djokovic was already a 15-time major champion, and he goes, I need Kobe Bryant to mentor me because I've reached a, I'm stuck. I can't. You have to be humble. You have to, you have to say, I want to be a sucker fish. I want to learn from somebody. I've watched you, and I, you sometimes, you know, you're funny. You self-deprecate the humor and whatever else. But, you know, you were like, I'm a teeny goldfish with one tooth. I mean, you have no problem saying, I need to learn. I need to grow. And, and you know, you're a shark to a lot of people yourself. So for me, I just want to throw my two cents into whoever's listening. You've got to be humble first. You know, you call me a shark. I've been a sucker fish my whole life. Now I'm a shark that still operates like a sucker fish because I'm looking to learn. I'm looking to grow. I'm looking to get better. I'm looking to see people who are further down the road than myself. Brian, I agree. And, and you know, here's what we also teach in the book. The shark, the sucker fish, and the parasite really represents three kind of people. Mm -hmm. And if we're not careful, we all can be the same three people in the same day. Mm -hmm. So throughout our day, we make it clear in the book that you're either a shark or a sucker fish right. all day long. Right. And you're right. You know, there's times in my day that I'm a shark, right? right. Mm -hmm. There's times in my day, the same day, I can be a sucker fish. Mm -hmm. But what we teach through this book clearly is don't be a parasite. Mm -hmm. A parasite is always taking mm -hmm. and never gives. Right. And we know those people, so yep. we can learn how to manage. The shark, the sucker fish, and the parasite, these are the three kind of people that can make or break your life. Mm -hmm. If you get connected to a parasite, they connect to you too, just like a sucker fish. Right. But a sucker fish understands that this is reciprocal. Right. We're going to give each other value. A parasite, all they want to do is take yes. and never give. Yep. And, you know, Brian, you know, mentor slash coach, if you really think about it, you know, coaching is nothing more than paid mentorship. Mm -hmm. If your average realtor is doing three hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars, you know what? Why wouldn't I want to be coached <laughs> by the? Why wouldn't I want to connect to the Brian Buffini Shark? Right. Why? Because Brian Buffini, he's going to charge me a fair wage. But hell, what am I going to get in return? <laughs> That's what I call a, a mutually beneficial relationship. Right. No different than a shark and a sucker fish. Right. You yourself and all your coaches, you guys are sharks. And you're teaching realtors how to grow their business. You're teaching realtors how to never stop moving. You're teaching your realtors how to always look up, never look down. Mm. You're teaching your realtors how to be curious and always learning. Mm. And your realtors, when they get into your coaching program, you're teaching them how to pivot and shift from what they've been doing right. so that they can get on a success path. And as they go forth, all they need to do is refer their other sucker fish mm -hmm. who are lost Hey, join the coaching program right. and take a ride with us. Yep. Well, you said it better than I could. I love the book. I love the fable. I love the principles. I loved it the first time I heard the concept. I can say I was there at the birth of the shark, and there's Mark Victor Hansen with Chicken Soup for the Soul and sold 100 million copies of his books, jumped up and said, that's got to become a book. We went to work, and I, I'm so proud of you. I'm excited. I think I'm going to say this. I think this is a book it's going to not swim upstream it's going to find its many streams and i think it's a matter of 
These are all images that can resonate with people. I think this is a fun read. I think it's a connected piece. And I think uh, you're going to see this for years and years to come. I know they'll come to you and they want the next one and the next one and the next one. But I think the by far the best days of this book are ahead, my friend. And uh, I'm excited. We're going to shout it from the rooftops. I, I think you're the best. I appreciate you taking the time with us today. Uh, I think there's a lot of folks who are really going to be impacted by this. I think it's going to last a long, long time. Thanks for joining us today, Wild. I love you. My regards to your bride, and uh, we'll be catching you again at one of our events real soon. I'll be there soon. Remember, I'll be the gold, goldfish living on your ankles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw it over to Mr. Lally, and he's going to give us a little follow-up for the rest of the show. Thanks, Brian, and thanks, Walter, for being on the show today. If you're enjoying The Brian Buffini Show, do us a favor and leave a review on your podcast app. We love hearing your feedback and what content resonates with you. One listener on Apple Podcasts wrote to let us know, This is one of the best podcasts I've encountered. It's informative and inspirational, supported by clear science and so many other disciplines. It's a must-listen. Thank you for such a well-spoken and great podcast. Well, thanks for that review. We love hearing how the show is having a positive impact. And with that, we'll send you on your way with a little Irish blessing from Brian's mum, Therese. May the road rise up to meet you, and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields, and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time. (laughs) 